From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Members of the Douglas 4th of July committee came on to Capitol Chat this morning to talk on events leading up to the 4th of July. First up was the upcoming Flag Day that's being held next Wednesday. Meg Thorderson spoke on the history of how Flag Day came about. Um, Flag Day came about years ago. Um, it was kind of a joint effort between the 4th of July committee and the Douglas Fire Hall um, to encourage Douglas residents to get out there and decorate for the 4th of July, just kind of doing that community spirit over there in Douglas. The categories being judged are Best Business, Best Nonprofit, Best Multi-Building, Best Apartment, Best Condo, and Best House. Maggie Swanson spoke more on some of the upcoming activities for Douglas. First of all, um, I do have a couple of items that we want to hit on is that we always do a soapbox derby for the kids ages 5 to 10. We do the trials on the 3rd and then we do the race on the 4th. On the 3rd before the trials from 5 to 6 we do a car show. So everybody gets to line up their cars and it's just it's just a blast. So if you don't have a car, you're still we still want you to come and race. Now, if you would like to build a car and need some help, we have the Junior Maker Space, which is located at 3915 North Douglas Highway um, this Saturday. So the 10th, the 17th, and the 24th from 10 to 1. You can listen to the full interview on our website, KINYradio.com. The City and Borough of Juneau Assembly is actively recruiting for an experienced leader and dedicated public servant to serve as the next city manager. Following three decades of service to the CBJ, City Manager Rory Watt will retire on September 30th of this year. A new city manager will be appointed by the Assembly to begin duties in September. The city manager is the city's chief operations officer. Under the Assembly's direction and authority, the city manager actively implements policy directives and oversees the city's administrative and day-to-day activities. This includes preparing and monitoring the annual budget and supervising all department directors. The city manager manages a municipal government of 641 employees and an overall budget of $360 million. In addition to the core departments, the municipality also operates several major facilities, including Juno International Airport, Docks and Harbors, Bartlett Regional Hospital, and the Eagle Crest Ski Area. Assembly City Manager Recruitment Committee will conduct an initial review of applications and recommend two to four finalists who will be interviewed by the full assembly on site. The committee will begin reviewing applications on Thursday, June 22nd. The city manager's salary begins at $175,000, and you can see the full job description on the CBJ's careers site. And a Salt Lake City man has filed a lawsuit saying his job offer to become an Alaska State Trooper was rescinded after he was compelled to disclose he was HIV positive. The man filed a lawsuit in Alaska State Court on Thursday to get his position on the statewide police force and to prevent others from suffering similar alleged discrimination. The plaintiff is only identified as John Doe, whose HIV is undetectable and untransmissible. The lawsuit says medical advancements have made HIV status irrelevant. It alleges violations of civil rights laws, the state and U.S. constitutions, and the Alaska Human Rights Act. Troopers spokesperson Austin McDaniel provided News of the North with a written comment yesterday, saying, The Alaska Department of Public Safety has not been served with a copy of the litigation that you are referencing. DPS stands by the personal decisions that were made in this instance, and we reject the notion that this individual was discriminated against. The public places immense trust in their law enforcement officers, and we review a large amount of information, including an individual's criminal history, work history, psychological fitness, physical fitness, medical fitness, and truthfulness, as we select men and women to become Alaska State Troopers to ensure that they can maintain the public's trust. 
Due to the threat of litigation by this individual in Alaska, privacy laws related to personnel information confidentiality, we cannot go into specifics regarding our decision specific to this situation. Coming up next on News of the North, Aaron Harden, Community Relations Director for Bartlett Regional Hospital, talked to News of the North about the Aurora Behavioral Health Center readying for opening. A Juno man pleaded guilty to charges of theft, embezzlement, and misapplication of funds by a person connected in a capacity with a bank and credit union. And the Alaska Congressional Delegation released a statement on Thursday on legislation that would allow the Alaska Native communities of Haines, Ketchikan, Wrangell, Petersburg, and Tenakee to form urban corporations and receive land entitlements under the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act of 1971. Those stories next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Aaron Harden, Community Relations Director for Bartlett Regional Hospital, talked to News of the North about the Aurora Behavioral Health Center getting ready to open. She first shares the mission of the Behavioral Health Center. So our goal is to provide a continuum of care with behavioral health services for our residents of, of Juneau and community members across Southeast Alaska. The center has been in the works for a couple of years, and here are some of the services the center will provide, which are going to be opening in phases. So there are a number of different behavioral health services that will be in the new Aurora Behavioral Health Center. Two are existing services that the hospital already provides. They're just finding a new home. One is our outpatient psychiatric services, and the other is our applied behavior analysis therapy. So both of those are just finding a new home. And alongside of those, the new services that we're particularly excited to share with the community are the new crisis care services. So that is both crisis stable and short-term crisis residential services. Those are followed after the Crisis Now model. The community can learn more at an open house being held next week. We are holding a community-specific open house, which will be next Wednesday, June 14th, from 4.30 to 6 o'clock p.m. The center is on the backside of the hospital campus, so folks can drive up the hill uh, as they normally would to go to the hospital, and we'll have signage and staff directing you to parking. As you know, it's summer season, which means full-on construction, so like many parts of Juneau, the hospital is also experiencing some road construction, so we want to make sure that we find parking for folks on the front side of campus and then again we'll have signage and staff to take the short walk over to the center. Community members will be able to tour the facility, speak with the behavioral health staff, and learn more about the center. Harden adds the hospital is proud to be offering these services. You know, we're really proud to provide the first crisis stabilization and residential services here in Southeast. It currently is not available, and so we're really, we're really honored to be able to provide those much-needed services to the community so that families don't have to be separated and, you know, folks can get the behavioral health supports they need when they are experiencing a crisis, both for our youth and for our adults. A Juno man pleaded guilty to charges of theft, embezzlement, and misapplication of funds by a person connected in a capacity with a bank and credit union. According to court documents, 29-year-old Austin Nolan Dwight Rutherford of Juno pled guilty to bank and credit union theft. Between January 21st of 2019 and March of 2022, Rutherford was an armed transport guard for Axiom Armored Transport, which provided armed transportation of U.S. currency. An internal audit determined that Rutherford stole a total of $579,400 
$1,500 in the bank and credit union funds. Rutherford is scheduled to be sentenced on August 17th of this year and faces a maximum penalty of 30 years in prison, a fine of $1 million, and up to life on supervised release. Rutherford has agreed to pay restitution in the amount of which was stolen as part of his guilty plea. U.S. Senators Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan, as well as Representative Mary Peltola, issued statements on Thursday on legislation that would allow the Alaska Native communities of Haines, Ketchikan, Wrangell, Petersburg, and Tenakee to form urban corporations and receive land entitlements under the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act of 1971. The delegation's bill, entitled the Unrecognized Southeast Alaska Native Communities Recognition and Compensation Act, would amend ANCSA to provide these five communities with the right to form an Alaska Native urban corporation and receive 23,040 acres or one township of federal land, just as ANCSA granted to other Southeast Native communities over 50 years ago. Never miss a story or a newscast at knyradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.